Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Tabitha Brown, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. I got the goosebumps. (laughs) Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz. And how you all doing? Spring is here. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We are well into April. And you know what? I just celebrated my mama's birthday, Mama Gladys. Um, you know, you know what was really, really great about this year is that we were, we both came like two weeks fully vaccinated on her birthday so like we we're actually able to like kind of go out and she has been stuck inside for well over a year and like just eat together and enjoy and like just be out and not be worried and it was good times and we had a long weekend of drinking and just good times and good vibes. So if you want to send Mama Gladys a birthday message, feel free to slide into the DMs, save the nudes for me, send the messages to my Mama Gladys is the way we are going to do that. And speaking of nudes, I am so excited for today's guest because that's, I guess. That's the way I'm going to just transition into this today. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm just going to cut to the chase and welcome the one, the only, the vegan roadie himself, Dustin Harder. Hello. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I was so busy. I just accidentally sent nudes to your mom's DMs. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Don't worry. I think she would appreciate it. I got confused in the messaging there, but I'll, I'll fix it. I'll send them to you instead. I've been waiting, Dustin. <laughs> I have been waiting. Welcome back, Cotter. 
Thank you, darling. Good to see you again. You look handsome as ever. Thank you. You make me blush. Um, <laughs> as do you. Wait a minute. But So before we go anywhere, in your mouth, listeners, um, as you may know, most of you may know out there, that um, Dustin was part of this very podcast, episode 130, to be exact. And Dustin, can you believe it? Uh, we're on episode, what? what is this, 164, 165? Yeah. I love that. That's a, that's like 30, 30 some odd weeks ago. That's amazing. Congratulations to you. Just keep on ticking. I love it. I mean, you know, don't stop believing or like someone <laughs> what, once said. Or whatever they, what do they say? <laughs> don't stop believing. Yeah. there. Oh, she still got it. The, the voice is still there. So Justin was on uh, In Your Mouth, episode 130, Paving the Road to joy, to Veganism, not Joy, um, even though he's very, uh, he is very joyful. And, but you may actually know him from his hit series, The Vegan Roadie. And if you don't know him yet, you definitely are going to want to follow him on his adventures, if not for the face alone. Not only is he a culinary instructor and the head of culinary development at Arden's Garden in Atlanta, but he is also the host and creator of the original vegan travel culinary series, The Vegan Roadie. You know what? Why not turn it into a drinking game at this point? Because I've said it so many times. <laughs> Every time you hear The Vegan Roadie, drink. And he's also the host and creator of the new podcast, Keep On Cooking, which focuses on plant-based cookbooks, which I obviously haven't been invited on yet. Do you have a plant-based cookbook? No. That I didn't know about? No, but I... I mean, the minute you write it, you're on. It's done. No, but I've been told I have a tree trunk. So... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> then the, I guess we've got some bonus material. Hello, bonus material. <laughs> I mean, what is happening? We're we're really off to the race. We're in the gutter, <laughs> right in the beginning, in the gutter. We just were there. Just rolling around. My also gosh. in your mouth, listeners, if you hadn't known, just to drop all the names, he has been featured in such publications as Eating Well, Veg News, Vegan Lifestyle Magazine, Chow Hound, Vegetarian Times, and Paste Magazine. Dustin appeared on Food Network's Girl Scout Baking Championship showcasing vegan baking paired with Girl Scout cookies in February 2020. And if you think I'm done, I'm not. Dustin is the uh-huh. author of two, soon to be three cookbooks, Epic Vegan and the Simply Vegan Cookbook. The Simply Vegan Cookbook has been added to Forbes' list of best vegan cookbooks. Dustin's new cookbook, Epic Vegan, quick and easy, just like Munoz, will be out in just a couple of weeks. And Lord... That is the intro of all intros, if I do say so myself. I named the book after you. You are correct. Quick and easy. That's right. Quick and easy. (laughs) (laughs) No complaints yet, honey. I mean, hey, hey, maybe it was after myself as well. Who can say? But before we go anywhere, and Lord knows we have gone everywhere in the first, like, eight minutes of the podcast. Come on. In in the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, Justin, I just need to wish you happy National Pecan Day. I was was like, I'm going to look it up. And then I was like, don't look. I'm curious what it is. I wanted to know. Happy National Pecan Day to you. Yes. And you being in Atlanta, Georgia. Hello. Pecans. Pecans or pecans, don't people have a, isn't there like some people pronounce it one way or the other? Well, yes. And you took, you know what? Did I send you the breakdown ah! of it all? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to follow <laughs> well, up. Ladies you. and gentlemen, now that Justin Harder <laughs> has a podcast of his own after being on In Your Mouth, right? Ah! 
You know what? Just take the wheel, girl. I I I, I could use the break. Trust and believe. <laughs> there is a great debate pick, uh, between pecan or pecan. What do you what? say, and what are your thoughts? I was just gonna say, what do you say? Um, pecan. I was just going to try and say it quickly to see what came up, but then I was thinking of it very hard, and it was like pecan. So I think pecan? Pecan. But I think I might have said pecan previously. I I also think I used to say pecan as well, but um, I was promptly uh, corrected by a southerner. I was going to say a southerner. You were corrected by a southerner. Okay. Yep. A, a pecan is something that you uh, go to the bathroom in, and a pecan is a nut. I have not received said correction, but okay. I will not forget now. Pecan. Pecan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Uh, guessing I must have been saying pecan since I've lived here in Atlanta or else somebody would have corrected me already. Yeah, I I, I guess. Um, I mean, besides pecan pies and pecan sandies, what uh, are are there, are you using pecans in the new book, dear? (laughs) There is a celebration cowboy bar that has pecans in it, actually. Now that you say that. Like a celebration cowboy. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) like that. It's a celebration. Um, And I, at um, Arden's Garden right now, I just created a vanilla bean cheesecake with a cherry filling that has a graham cracker. I'm using quotes, everybody. Quotes in the air, vegan quotes in the air. Graham cracker crust that's actually made of the pecans or the base. Oh, are are graham crackers? Oh, because graham crackers have butter in them. Well, you can get vegan graham crackers, but at this particular establishment, we try and do everything as whole foods as we can. So it's a really simple sort of graham crust that is more a nut crust, if you will, made of pecans, a little salt, vanilla, and coconut uh, oil, and maple syrup. Yeah, I love a good nut crust, actually. That's what Uh, I've heard about you. Yeah, you know what? I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Um, The the rumors are true! (laughs) Confirmed! And you're not alone. We're twinsies. We are off to the races. Um, And listen, two weeks in a row uh, talking about cheesecake. Oh my god, the cheesecake queen herself, uh, Sean Davis, was on the pod this last week. Did you get your cheesecake in the mail, is my question. Did it ever arrive? It did arrive. And how was it? Arrive. Let me tell you that I <laughs> I create content. I got two cheesecakes in the mail. The the one that arrived late, which in your mouth, listeners, if you listen to last week's episode, it arrived four. They sent on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It, it arrived five days late, and I was like, "This is going to be terrible and spoiled and whatnot." No, nope. was great, wasn't it? St- still arrived frozen, so I threw that in the fridge, and then they overnighted me one just in case, or because they assumed that one was going to be bad. And I was taking content photos with the first one. I was like, okay, I'm just going to have a bite of this one because it's probably not good. I'll spit it out or something. And this was like at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I had one bite, which turned into two bites, which Mm -hmm. turned into me heading to the trash can and leaning over the trash can Mm -hmm. as I was getting Mm -hmm. last bites in Mm -hmm. and fell into the trash. Cheesecake is the devil. Cheesecake is the devil. Oh, my God. It's so good. Good and I don't do the lactose well, so I had to pop about like six like lactose <laughs> digestive. It's so even more reason to be heading. You were like, okay, must stop, must stop, must stop. But no, there was no stopping. There was no stopping me. Now it was so, so good. But pecans. Whether well, you say pecan, pecan, or sarsaparilla, um, <laughs> this day is for you. <laughs> A sarsaparilla. I was thinking of something 
else, I think? Sarsaparilla? Sure. And did you know, Dustin, just moving right along into this day in gay history, because we got a lot to cover today. In 1983, citing financial problems, Great Britain's only national gay newspaper, Gay News, ceases publication after 11 years. Look at that. No kidding. 11 years. That means 1972. Now, when you said, did you look, were you able to see pictures of this publication? Was it like a, like the sort of like, uh, homo rag that you would get sort of on the side of the street where it was in like the little newspaper bins or something you would like order in the mail and it was a big like magazine. What type of publication? Um, that's a very good question. No, it looked like it looked like the newspaper, honey. Amazing. It, it really did look like the newspaper. Um, like, you know, like the LA Times or the Daily News or something. Wow. Yeah. Did she, anything take its place or did it just out of existence. I, I guess it, it went out of existence. I didn't do that much research. Ah! <laughs> it's a very interesting fact to me. I love that something like that was happening in 1972. Yeah, and lasted 11, 11 years. That's in amazing. The, in the UK of all places. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh yeah, she was cute now that I'm looking at it. Um, I love that. Yeah, and... You know, well before its time. What else did it, oh, did we have back there? But some like underground newspapers and the Advocate. The Advocate goes back, dates back that long, I think, as well. Do you know? Have you? Have you? I don't want to ask you all the research questions, but I'm curious how long the Advocate the Advocate dates back. Do you know? The Advocate was a um, this day in gay history. The Advocate. Well, you know what? My producer here can look it up. It's uh, can you can you get on that? Thank you. Uh, year founded, nineteen sixty-seven. Thank you, thank you, there we uh, go. thank you, Agnes. Agnes, Agnes. <laughs> good old Agnes. <laughs> September nineteen sixty-seven. Wow, and it's still is, and it's still cooking. That is fantastic. Yeah, isn't that great? That's great. so. Um, yeah, not that long ago, but yet a monumental thing. But so yeah, all good things in in celebrating this national day in food and this day in gay history. But oh my god, I am so happy to have you back to catch up. How have you been, kind sir? You know, hanging in. It's uh so what? We talked I don't even know when months ago. So still um, pandemic. Start- 34 weeks ago, to be exact. 34 weeks ago. So pandemic then, pandemic now. And, um, you know, just trying to uh, stay as sane as we can, right? Yeah. I mean, how's work been? How's Arden's Garden? Arden's Garden is good. We do a lot of, like I said, whole food products. And we've been rolling out a lot of... uh, New items, which has been fun. Just had a Caesar salad go out with a shiitake bacon on it um, with a walnut-based Caesar dressing, not a pecan-based, but another nut. Uh, And that's been selling really well. People have been loving it. We're rolling up on summer, so I think we're going to roll out some popsicles, perhaps. And um, we got the cheesecakes, as always. Right now, we got that vanilla bean coming out and strawberry rhubarb cheesecake coming out for the summer, honey. Shiitake bacon. I'm still stuck on it. And and Mm. also, what are you using in place of the anchovies? Are you using, like, coconut aminos or something? Uh, well, so in this particular, a lot of times in vegan Caesar dressings, people will use like capers and stuff like that. Mm. I use, and I have used that in the past. In this one, it's very basic. It's a mixture of like lime juice and uh, tamari or soy sauce and mm. uh, Dijon mustard to sort of get those briny, tangy flavors in there. 
Mmm, mm-hmm. tangy flavors. Yes. Sounds like a good night at the Eagle. That's uh, right. Yes. Um, oh, my God. I'm still stuck. Also, your episode was August 19th because I just looked it up. There we go. Okay. August 19th. And then I just forgot what day it was today. We're in April. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. We're, we're, it's... And it feels like I just talked to you yesterday. It does. It does. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always sliding into your DMs with some sort of yes. nonsense. But you've been so busy. Let's start. Let's start. You know what? Let's start here, right? We're just going to do a quick recap of why you're vegan. And if you really want to if you really want to get into the meat of it all in your mouth, listeners or mouthfuls, as I've been calling them lately, because um, who doesn't enjoy a mouthful? You can go back to episode 130 and really get into the nitty gritty of Dustin, right? Just like deep into the pants. And but you know what? Why? Just let's recap really sure. quickly. Why vegan? Of course. I went vegan for health reasons uh, actually 12 years ago as of last weekend. And that just quickly went into I liked the changes I saw. My weight became easier to maintain. I was getting better sleep. My skin was glowing, all that stuff like that. Um, And then uh, it just became about everything else, the animals, the environment, Um, and not hard to do once I really started investing in the cooking aspect of it. Um, And now it's really not hard to do with the things that are out there on the market. 12 years ago, it was a different story, you know? Uh, Absolutely. And the funny (laughs) thing is, um, is that... (laughs) You did not just gun me. Um, and the crazy thing is, any mouth listeners, if you're new uh, here, is that Dustin came on the pod as I had just, you know, because I love to stick my foot in my mouth or just run my mouth on this podcast all the time, that I had just made some statements about like, oh, I'd go vegan, but it just seems like a lot of work or like, it's like really hard or like, I just can't. And and it was like <laughs> Dustin and then the crafty lumberjacks were on. They're also vegan. It was like vegan person after vegan person to like just I, I feel like they came out of the woodwork to like <laughs> <laughs> quickly gather me tighter than Miss Gia Gun's ponytails. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, truly, um, it is really easy, I think to go a vegan route these days. If someone wanted to start like simply simply and affordably, where would that where would that like first step be? For sure. I listen, the first step would be just taking it literally one step at a time. I think that's a, a big mistake a lot of people make is they're like, I'm just I, I need to throw all of my dairy and meat products out the window. I can't have any of it. Just go with what you can afford. Go with what actually sounds good to you you know if if cauliflower roasted cauliflower sounds delicious to you then you should do that if it sounds like garbage to you then find other vegetables that you like or for me when i first started and this was back in 2009 when there weren't any many like meat replacements there were some but they were kind of terrible and now they're really good so like if your thing is like oh i need to have this like crispy chicken sandwich or something all of those things exist in plant-based form so like get the things that you that are favorite things to you and really just allow yourself some trial and error and don't be so hard on yourself for not 
going 110% right away. Just like take it at your own pace, celebrate your plant, your plant-based journey, wherever it is. If it means one plant-based meal a week where you normally would have a steak, then that's great. And the next week, maybe you put two or maybe, you know, it just, it depends for everyone. Just go at your own pace. Yeah. 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 Yes. And, and what do you say to those people out there that are like, I'm going to be so healthy being vegan, but all they end up eating is like the trash foods. I say that it is, you know, that's like expansive in terms of like everybody who eats everything. It's not just about vegans. Vegans, junk food vegans, you know, is what the category they would fall under. But chances are those junk food vegans would also be junk food carnivores, right? So some people just eat junk food. And if that's what they do, you know, that's their life and that's their choice. But I I would advocate to anyone in any diet to get as many vegetables in as you can, to eat as many whole foods as you can, to eat as clean as you can. But of course, we all enjoy foods that we enjoy. I love cupcakes and cake. Can't get enough of them. You know what I mean? And I don't feel bad about it when I when I enjoy them and I eat them. There are times that I've gone overboard, you know, and there's even vegan junk food I enjoy. But I try and find a balance in my life with it, right? I try and have some junk food and then a lot of the other stuff. That also tastes good to me. Like the healthy stuff tastes good to me now at this point. It didn't always. It's taken time. Yeah, absolutely. And now that you have three cookbooks, right? Two two out there, one coming out any minute now, and this podcast. Has this podcast like kind of introduced you to newer foods? I mean, you're 12 years in the game here. So like, are are you finding things that you are surprised about or that you are like, oh my God, this is new. I've never tried that before. Like, let's talk about this podcast journey that you're on. Sure. So the name of the podcast is called Keep On Cooking. We have a new episode every Tuesday. We focus on a vegan cookbook. Uh, one vegan cookbook every episode, we have the author on, and we basically go through the cookbook, and I say, what's your favorite recipe from this chapter? And, and I cook from most most of the books I cook two to three recipes from, if I can get it in my week. I'm cooking for a lot of other things, so like I try to cook from them. Um, or some of the books I've had for a while, and I have cooked a bunch from already. So I try to come from a place of having tried and read the book and looked at the recipes, or at least educating my listeners and get, letting the author speak about their favorite recipes in the book. But um, what I have learned is that vegans are crazy as ever. And I knew that before I went vegan. And now that I am vegan, and I say it in the best way, we're crazy in terms of playing with ingredients, like just all over the map. And I think that's one of the coolest things about being vegan, right? I just interviewed someone last week. Her name's Susie Gerber. She has a book called Plant-Based Gourmet. She makes a Sunday roast out of a watermelon, right? So, that watermelon, that watermelon trend has been happening for a minute, and I find I feel like it's one of the few food trends that is has been coming in waves, like kind of like a roller coaster. Because I feel like a year ago I saw the the ham watermelon, and then it disappeared, and then it just keeps like resurfacing. Have you tried it? No, I haven't either. It, it was it's, it was a long process, and listen, I wasn't here for it. I was like, it looked cute, and the idea is fun, but like that's the sort of thing on this. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning, you know, all these authors have their own little tips and tricks that they've sort of brought from their background, whether they're a YouTuber or they're a fierce blogger or they're, you know, an Instagrammer or a chef at a, a restaurant that's been around for years and they put it all in a book. So I'm learning different tips and tricks from all these people. You know, I went to culinary school, but... 
The education goes way beyond that when you talk to all these people. It's an extension of what I did on the vegan roadie. It's talking to people involved in food who want to change the world one bite at a time, right? So I'm yeah. learning some really cool things from their personal stories and also their own personal take in their kitchen and trying to teach home cooks how to get better at cooking. Keep yeah. on cooking, one might say. Oh, keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on cooking on through the night. That's the Brady's. That right? is the Brady Bunch. I was trying to join in there. I just couldn't. I was like, gotta keep on. Yes. <laughs> I'm such an old homosexual. But what is that? Uh, keep on, keep on. Keep yeah, that's on the... whatin', but what What do they say? Not cooking. I don't know. Keep on, keep on. <laughs> Anyway. I, I I don't know, but um, yeah, Agnes, producer Agnes, Agnes, what's up? She'll get Agnes, back to us. She'll get back to you'll us. You'll hear the nails uh, click clacking mm, in the background. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> and in your mouth, listeners, I hope you drank when, as Dustin said, the vegan roadie before. <laughs> I feel like we're up to like ten times between the two of us. <laughs> it's, it's oh, I I, I hear. For the- of course. I hear Agnes. Uh, I hear Agnes typing away in the background. She's typing away. She's going to figure it out for us. Because now, now we need to absolutely know what the Brady sang in in the Brady movie. Wasn't it the Brady movie? Ah, well, it, tell me that you know this this song came from the original Brady Brady's, Bunch, though, yeah. right? Oh, whoo! I was going to be like, nah, now I know what this podcast is going to be about here. Okay, uh, we're going to keep on, keep on, keep on dancing all through the night. We're going to keep on, keep on, keep on doing it right. We're going to keep on, keep on, keep on moving. Going to keep on, keep on, keep on grooving. Keep on singing and dancing all through the night. Thank you, Agnes. Oh, my God. Can I get like a Hector Hex, Deborah Cox remix of that, please? Nobody's supposed to be here. That is right. How did you get here? (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Oh, my God. Your most favorite guest of the podcast thus far? Oh, her name is um, Lagusta Yearwood, and she actually owns... Have you ever been to Confectionery down on the Lower East Side? No, but her name is Lagusta. I'm already obsessed. Yes, I know. I'm obsessed. Um, She runs uh, Lagusta's Luscious, which is located in New Paltz, New York, but she has a store, Confectionery, down on the Lower East Side, full of caramels, candies, all the things delicious, Uh, sustainable, organic, ethical chocolate... Um, it's just so, so tasty, but her book is one of my favorite books, uh, that I've actually gotten to, you know, sort of learn and grow from in this journey with this podcast. And, um, it's one of those cookbooks where you can sit down with it, you start reading it and you're like, I just actually just want to read this book, you know, but then she's also taking tips and tricks that she's learned over, you know, 15 years or so making vegan chocolate, like gourmet chocolate, and giving it to the home cook. So it's a it's a cool read. The book's called Sweet and Salty by Lagusta Yearwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. Favorite recipe that you've discovered through doing your podcast? Mm-hmm. This is just the first one that comes to mind because I've made it a bunch of times. Uh, there's an author, her name's Nava Atlas, and she has several cookbooks out, but her last one was protein-powered, plant-powered protein, and there's a teriyaki sauce in it that's super easy and chef's kiss. I put it on everything. It's delicious. Yeah. I also love that the chef's kiss has come back. All the kids. Chef's kiss. I never did it, and now I feel youthful when I do it, so it's great. Yeah, right? All the kids everywhere. It's like chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, (laughs) I want to know... What what started that snowball of that? I, I do as well. 
I just thought it was something I was missing out on for a long time. Right? I mean, uh, who knows? These kids, these kids and their TikToks and their Instagrams and I their can't. clubhouses. Are you, are you on TikTok? I'm a TikTok queen now. Yeah. How's it going for you? I mean, it's it's not going at all. I have ah! like <laughs> I have like six. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, everyone, everyone who's been on this podcast lately is like had like well a million plus followers on the I'm TikTok. I'm terrified of TikTok. Oh my god! It's uh, at first glance you're like, oh, this is easy, and then you're like, mm-hmm. oh. Oh, this is so much work. It was like an hour later. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to dive in. It can't be too hard. So I like started doing a recipe and then I started doing the thing. And I was like, an hour later, I was like, I'm deleting this. It's terrible. I can't have this be part of my legacy. Yes. I, you know, I'll have to send you the the little promo I did for that egg company that hired me out for a sponsorship with Fancy Oh, eggs. I think I might have seen that. Yeah, where those eggs really glammed about my life oh my god but that video that that 30 second video took about like two hours it's ridiculous how's that happen where does time go it's it's just all in the editing and getting like the beats right and all of that oh my god um this is so much fun and i really want to get to the cookbook here but before we get to the cookbook let's get some more nonsense out of the way and take you to my favorite part and obviously your favorite part of the podcast a little something we like to call food news updates food news honey you ain't ready girl spill the tea Heinz may be coming out with gravy that would complete your Thanksgiving dinner. Now, do you want to take a guess at what gravy is? I was just going to say, did you say gravy? Gravy. You can drive a person gravy. I mean, it's obviously some form of gravy. Yeah. What is it like a tomato? If it's Heinz ketchup, is it like a tomato gravy? Gravy? No, it's cranberry sauce and gravy mixed together in a jar. I would rather have the tomato gravy. <laughs> Why are we putting cranberries with? I want to see them separate on the plate. And if they happen to end up on the fork together, they happen to end up on the fork together. That's fine. Yeah, I'm all here for a sweet and savory uh, a lot of the time. But, I mean, this sounds disgusting. Right. And how is it... Do you have a picture of it yet? Have, they... No, this is... So, people thought that this was uh, April Fool's joke, apparently. But it wasn't? Uh, but it was not, <gasps> because the takeout reached out and confirmed that the idea of Cravey is very much a real thing. So, people are voting via their Twitter, indeed, or I think not. Apparently, the I Think Nots are winning, and thank God. Thank you, Delish.com, for this article. Of it's it my immediate well. thought, and I don't know why, and this would be terrible, is that it was going to be in, like, a squeeze bottle, which is disgusting. Like, even made it even more gross, but I guess a jar would... Because I guess I thought Heinz... And-, but, and then now this is the question. Do you serve it cold, or do you serve it hot? Because cranberry sauce is cold, and gravy is hot. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cold gravy is gelatinous. <laughs> You know who would serve their gravy cold? Who? Agnes. I mean, I don't want to talk about her because she is listening, but she, she would serve that she, gravy cold. No, Agnes. Ag- Agnes is a is in like an old workhorse. You know, right. she's okay. She's, I, I I don't think she she'd serve her gravy cold. You know. All right. Okay. Even you know, 
Oh, she's she's now she's. <laughs> Way, I just don't think we're here for this gravy. Are you here for no. this gravy out no. there in your mouth, listeners? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think so. You know what, Heinz? I need you all to get it la fuck together. Come on now. Bobby Flay and his cat Nacho came out with a line of cat food. Now, as you, as a cat person, would you buy some Bobby Flay? Or is that little cat hut just for you to like stick your head in when your man My is little... like when your man is mad at you? <laughs> That's actually you know what the cat doesn't actually sleep in that bed as much as the dog does. The dog loves that bed, but it was meant for the cat. All right, lovely. So I mean, would I buy Bobby Flay's cat food? Probably yeah. not. I mean, what kind of cat do you have? A a, a roly poly lazy cat. I don't know what kind it is. <laughs> Did you just say you have a lazy posting? Yes, I did. I did. It's true. <laughs> well, uh, unlike you, Bobby well. Flay, <laughs> Bobby Flay has a cat named Nacho, and Nacho is a handsome Maine Coon. Oh, oh yes. And so Flay and his cat are teaming up to create a new cat food line called Made by Nacho. Made by Nacho, complete with food. And treats. This is from the takeout.com. He goes on to say, we picked out thoughtful ingredients like pumpkin, cranberry, and kale. I mean, hello, vegan. I'm here for that. Maybe I will buy Bobby Flay's food. <laughs> that are flavorful and palatable for cats, but also helpful in other ways. You know, they're also making bone broth for the cats um, that is like full of protein and nutrients and is very hydrating. And yeah, it's available online now. And but when you say helpful in other ways, what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. This is what the, te- That's what it says? What the article says. You Let's know go, Bobby Flay PR. Get it together. Other ways. That's a little vague, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, but all these all these sites just like take other sites, you know, things and recycle sure, them. Sure, so sure, sure. Who knows what the original press release said, right? But I'm sure I'm sure it's delicious for. For the cats, and the and the other great thing is that um, Bobby Flay's cat actually has um, the Made by Nacho charitable fund at the New York Community Trust, which is already providing grants to organizations like Every Cat Health Foundation and Best Friends Animal Society. Who knew Bobby Flay was so into cats? Well, I mean, he is a straight man. I don't, how does that land? Where is that? What is that? I don't. I don't. I don't follow. I'll let everybody else link that one for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. The go. silence killed me. The silence killed me. I think we're here for Bobby Flay and his cat Nacho. Um, and last but not least, do you know home cooks in Boston can now sell food from their own kitchen? A little cottage kitchen action? Yes. Oh, you know all about the cottage kitchen? That's a term I just learned. Yes. They've been exploding in the pandemic. Everybody wants to cook from home and sell it. Yeah. Uh, So on March 31st, the Boston City Council passed a law that would allow home cooks to make and sell food from their own residential kitchens, a.k.a. cottage kitchens, which I just learned about. Do you know about ghost kitchens, too? No, what's that? Ghost kitchens are pop-up kitchens that, like, 
are professional, like, people will go into professional kitchens and rent out the space or whatnot and then oh, sell the yeah, food. Oh, yeah, I guess I know about that. I guess I didn't uh, know that name of it, though. Yeah, isn't that... So this is from Boston.com. But you can't start... Um, firing up your oven and making lasagna in bulk, you uh, the law covers cottage foods, which are non-temperature controlled goods that don't easily spoil, like items like tortillas, granola, and dried pasta. You know, you can't go around selling homemade yogurt or sushi. The, this ordinance, according to uh, Counselor Julia Mejia, this ordinance, ordinance is not for large corporations to set up shops. It's for small minority and immigrant entrepreneurs who want to share their food and their culture with their community. Isn't that great? Yeah, a little community love. I love it. Yeah, you know, support the minority and immigrant entrepreneurs. I am here for all of this. Um, you know, what would you sell out of your kitchen? Because I, apparently I've had a cottage, an illegal cottage kitchen for a long time at one point. <laughs> I mean, I did a little of that in New York as well. I did I did a lot of meal prep out of my kitchen. But, I mean, it was for private clients, and I cooked at their place and mine. Sometimes it depended. Um, I did cake pops out of my kitchen in New York. Sold a lot of those out of my kitchen in New York. I did wedding cakes out of mine. Mm-hmm. I've done baked goods out of mine. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. out of this 120 square feet and my fabulous convection oven. Hey. Back, back then, which was a Hamilton Beach. Not even that fat. Well, you know, shout, oh, my shout, gosh. Shout out to Hamilton Beach because I mean that was a workhorse of a of a convection oven of a thirty nine ninety nine convection oven that got me through some yeah. some cakes. I don't do it anymore. Look, now the police are coming for me here. <laughs> cottage kitchen. There was the, my oven in Queens was tiny. I have no idea what brand it even was. I don't even think it was close to a Hamilton Beach, honey. It was not cute. So um, yeah, I have. I don't know. Um, I've done that, and I used to cater out of this tiny mm-hmm. kitchen, too. So, you know what? If you're setting up a cottage kitchen, whether it's legal or illegal, even though we don't support your illegal kitchen, but we kind of do on the I deal. support it. Just don't tell me. Yes. You know? Just don't tell me. <laughs> I support you. Just don't tell me. I need you to make a living and pay your bills, so go uh, for it. Uh, amen. Amen to that. And with that, I think that's a great way to end. Food News Update! <laughs> I love... You know what? I love when guests come back because there is a tempo that I can take, um, especially with people like you, Dustin, who kind of are like the same vibe as I am, that we can just fly through <laughs> You know, we have hit the audience so hard with so much information. You know, it's it's good. I, I, I love it. And I am Information, you're educating the people, honey. You know, you got to educate the children. That's good. So category is quick and easy. Epic vegan. What did you call me? Yes, and I want to show you uh, out of this because we were talking about cats and treats. My dog actually has a treat in the book. Oh, look at him. How'd you get him to get his tongue out like that? Well, you know, do you know I used to handle rescue animals for film and Broadway and television? 
Yes, because you may have mentioned that on this podcast I once listened to, um, episode 130. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, I was trying to remember the number. I was going to try and finish your sentence. Episode 130, go there, guys. It's the thing I did. So I have a little bit of skill when it comes to getting a dog to look at a camera, but they're called Mr. Benson's Puppy Bites. I've got a puppy treat in the book that I'm very excited about. I love that. But how'd you capture him with his tongue out like that? Oh, I just took a bunch of pictures of him, and I happened to get one of him when he was licking his chops. Oh, I got it. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Were you standing there full nude? Oh, always. <laughs> always. I put on a shirt just for this podcast. That's it. You're Donald ducking mm-hmm. for, for it all. Mm-hmm. So why a quick and easy cookbook when you already have two fabulous cookbooks, which I have to say, people have stolen off my shelf more than once to, like, you know, grab a recipe or two. Oh, good. Great. As long as they put it back. Oh, no. They're here. I, I <laughs> reference. Look, I even have one in front of me. Ew. Oh, Mr. Mr., that arm you just reached. Looking good. Yes. You know, I had to, uh, you know, peace, love, and kale. I had to, yes. like, just look through it again, you know, just for <laughs> just for reference and um, remembering because, you know, she's old. She turned 40 and she's she's on the Prevagen. So. Trust believe we went in the club together. So I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, so, um, yeah. So why why do we need a quick and easy version? Well, so the first book of mine was called Simply Vegan. The second one was called Epic Vegan, but Wild and Over the Top Recipes is the subtitle on that one. So when I got with the publisher to talk about the third book, uh, different publisher for that first book, they were like, you know, you did the Simply Vegan one, so we don't think you're interested. It was like all about what's the next step for Epic, right? Because to do another book like that would be insane. There doesn't need to be another. It's a bunch. The first Epic Vegan, everyone, is a bunch of crazy food combinations, over-the-top, really fun, exciting things, big milkshakes, crazy pizza ideas, uh, you know, a lot of different bowls and just, like, carby, delicious, fun party items, right, that you can make with your friends, have with your family, and have fun with. So we were like, well, what's the second one? I said, let's do stuff that's still epic in flavor, but easy and quick, right, For so people can still have the epic sort of experience while putting a meal on their table on a weeknight. You know, because the most of the things in the first book are a couple of recipes you put together. This one you can one and done in 30 minutes. A lot of uh, one sheet pan meals and one pot meals, uh, which was really enticing and ex- exciting to me after doing that last book. Uh, so it's kind of a little baby between my first two books. The Simply Vegan and Epic Vegan came together and had Epic Vegan quick and easy, basically. I love it. And I I have been fortunate enough to be gifted a preview yeah, of it. All. The the photography is gorgeous. Who took all the photos? Oh, thank you. That is my dear friend Ashley Madden. She's Rise Shine Cook on um Instagram. And she did the photos for the last Epic Vegan and this Epic Vegan. She's so, so talented. I mean very talented. I'm looking at a picture of cheesy burger tater tots here, which is Gorgeous. I like the art of food styling for photos is is a such a special skill. It really is. It really is. Those tater tots, I have to tell you, she's in Taipei right now. She's been living there for the last two or three years. And um they don't they didn't she couldn't find tater tots anywhere. So she made those tater tots from scratch that you see pictured in that book right there. 
Oh, wait a minute. Did you do this separately? Did you just send her the recipes and she made them and photographed? Yeah, I mean, listen, she's like my bestie. We went to culinary school together, so we've known each other for about seven years or so now, and she just had a cookbook come out. So, like, we've been on this food journey together. Like, she's almost my business partner. We just banter off of each other. So it's been crazy over the miles. Yes, while she's in Taipei, it was like I sent stuff to her. We'd have meetings, you know. We're 12 hours apart doing the whole thing. And um, so, yeah, we did it all over the... The miles, the miles, the miles, way far away from each other. And, and she did such a great job with the photos in this. That's incredible. This may actually bring us full circle here to the beginning of the pod, where I asked you about, like, you know, if I wanted to go vegan, where would I start? Would you recommend this as a starter? Because there's so many things in here that um, I had looked at and I'm lo- looking at again that I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's so easy. Oh my God. There's like nothing to that. Oh my God. That sounds so delicious. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I absolutely would recommend this as a book for a beginner. The cool thing is it's good for beginners and it's also good for a veteran vegan because as a beginner, it's going to have tons of foods that are recognizable. There's a mac and cheese, there's pizza stuff in here. You know, there's great bowls, like a taco salad bowl, that sort of thing. I think I call it a fiesta bowl in here. Um, And then for the seasoned vegan, there's new exciting twists on different things, you know, that cowboy bar we mentioned, Celebration Cowboy Bar, Cowboy Bar, so it's a cowboy cowboy bar with, you know, sprinkles on top to make it festive. We've got a, instead of chocolate chip cookies, we've got a skillet chocolate chip cookie, so it's like, almost like those Mrs. Fields chocolate chip cookies, right? Like the big cookie, uh, which is less work, because you're not scooping dough out a bunch of different times. Uh, just a bunch of different stuff for everybody. Lots of one-pot pastas, which is really cool and fun to get into and was new for me into this. Like there's a mushroom tetrazzini. You just like make it all in one pot, all at one time and sort of um, just mix everything in. You have a delicious pasta in less than 30 minutes. A one-pot mac and cheese. So the same sort of thing there. So lots of different easy things for people to do. Small little made-in-minute pizza cups, that sort of thing. Great for a party. Nachos, a sheet pan full of nachos, a sheet pan full of pancakes. Like, easy stuff right out of the oven or on top of the oven. Good to go. Dinner or breakfast is ready. So between the lines of, if you had to rate this on a scale of like, you know, uh, one being not the healthiest and 10 being like super healthy foods, where would this book fall? You said 10 is the healthier side, right? Yeah, like, uh, isn't that the way it works? Like, the higher number is like the positive and the lower number is like... Honestly, I'm going to say it falls at like like a six or seven, I think. Because it's not like oil-free, salt-free, all whole foods. I, I always... Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This the, There is a great salt debate out there, salt-free, <laughs> right? And, and there's a few people in my life who refuse to salt anything because they're like, salt's so bad for you. Mm-hmm. And that's not the truth. Though. No, it's not the truth. You're actually, your body actually requires a minimum amount of sodium. Exactly. And the thing is as well is that because of GMO and the way the soils have been treated and whatnot, all of that, all of that natural like nutrients and whatnot that includes salt is, has basically been removed. So we need the salt, y'all. <laughs> Well, it's and beyond not- the salt, as I'm thinking about this a little more, I'm actually going to, I think we're talking about the standard American diet, right? And we're, we're and you're asking me on this book, a scale of one to 10, the healthy scale, 
I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to say a seven or an eight, right? And that's just because I don't look at myself as the health guy. But the truth is, if you're eating a standard American diet, this book is almost even a 10 for you if you're cutting the stuff out and you go to this book because it really is a shift, but it's still giving you delicious food. But there are lots of great treats in the book, right? And it does rely on some vegan processed things here or there. It really is a mix of whole food plant-based and some easy vegan ingredients to make things easier for people. So you can kind of go to 10 on the health spectrum with it, you know, or you can go a little in the five, six, seven range if you want to. Yeah. So it has a variety in it. I mean, this book is stunning. This, uh, I've I've flipped through it multiple times now, and I just can't I just can't stop scrolling. So, congratulations! Thank you so much. You're so sweet. I you know what I've that. noticed about your books too, since I revisited some of them too. Um, it is no it is no secret to the audience that that I have a large LGBTQ guest population on the podcast. Right, we are big old homosexuals, and I love that you pepper. Pepper the books with a little bit of gay here and there. Some rice realness. What mm-hmm. did you say here in Epic Vegan? Hold on. You said something. Um, hold, I just, now I'm flipping through again because it made me laugh. Uh, um, fork it, spoon it, slurp it. There's, um, <laughs> there's I mean, some- honey, I didn't mean that the way you took it, but I'm glad you yeah, did. Yeah, you're a liar and a, you're a liar and a thief, and the truth ain't in you, right? You don't you don't call something fork it, spoon it, slurp it, and not realize what you're saying. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> beastly bites. You you there was a or basic Betty. You know. I mean, hey, is that is that an area of importance to you? Uh, these books are definitely an extension of who I am and how I talk and how I, you know, represent as an entertainer. I had someone say to me once, well, well, books aren't really a form. Your books are not really a form of your entertainment. And I was like, that's absolutely not true. I'm like, I don't read a book to be bored. I don't read cookbooks to be bored either. If I'm picking up a cookbook, it's, it's no secret. Everybody can get recipes on the internet these days. If I'm picking up a cookbook, I'm getting it because I'm, hopeful to be entertained by it and to learn from it. And often because I've seen that author somewhere and I want to know them more. So I want to know more about them through the recipes that they're writing. I want the stories and the headers of the recipes. So it has been important for me to, um, and it has been an outlet for me to sort of express myself in a way that I, I didn't necessarily know I would have, you know, books were always on my mind so it's been a cool uh, addition to my life for sure yeah exactly much like i can relate that to this podcast because mm-hmm. like this is this extension of me and although this podcast is mainly about fabulous people such as yourself i get to express myself in a way and entertain in a way that was new to me but it's a complete expression of myself and 100% who I am all the time which yeah, is Yeah and new to you and but something you'd also been doing all of your life because you're a beautiful human being and then you just share it with people you know what i mean like and you've always entertained as well so like it's just another piece of like what you've always been doing and it's so beautiful to put it out there It, it, it is and thank you yeah this yes. is so much fun favorite cookbook that isn't one of your own he said that um gosh that's hard uh well i did say well that was a favorite guess okay Uh, okay so one i've cooked from a lot um 
Chloe Coscarelli, a uh, buddy of mine, she's got like four cookbooks now, but the first one I ever got of hers was Chloe's Kitchen, and I can cook from that day and night. There's all sorts of stuff in it that I just love, 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 love. Um, but then, yeah, I'm going to just go, I'm going I'm to stay firm with that yeah. choice. I love it, yeah. Did, did we talk about the cookbook called Natural Harvest? No. Do you know about the cookbook called Natural Harvest? No. I want, to, I want you, you know what? Click, clack away and look up... The Natural Harvest Cookbook. It's a new vegan cookbook. Uh, I never thought about it as a vegan cookbook. I'm curious if you would think it, of it as a vegan cookbook. Did you find it? Uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> what are you taking me to? It's Natural Harvest, the semen cookbook. I am intrigued. <laughs> I mean, just a picture of a flan on the front. That is <laughs> suggestive. <laughs> I don't, is this I, for real? Is it this is for what real. I think it, it, is, it, means? it is self. It is self-published by Paul Foten Fotower or whatever his name is. Um, I've known about it forever. I've even reached out to try to get him on this podcast, even though, uh, and I don't know how he identifies. But yeah, it's a real thing. Now, is it vegan? Is the question. I don't know because it's not showing me recipes on here, and I really want some sample recipes. Gosh darn it! Oh, I don't own it. I've never bought it. I probably should buy it. Yeah, <laughs> I talk right about now. I talk about it so much. You know, oh, it's, it's got three hundred and nine reviews. Have you read the reviews? Any <laughs> most listeners, Dustin is so intrigued. I, I, he has left the building. Well, so listen. My life has become cookbooks because of the podcast. So when you say something like this and I look at it, I'm like, hold on. There's so many things I want to know. I've reached out to like every which way I could possibly try to reach that man. And he has not responded. So <laughs> I think he did it. And he has a cocktail book out there, too. I don't know if a I would semen co- cockbook? Uh, not cock a semen cockbook. <laughs> <laughs> A semen cockbook. Yep, a semen cockbook. That's exactly what it is. Wow. A semen cocktail book. Yep. I'm looking. Uh, as the entire audience now has just shut off this podcast. You're going to have to put the, uh, oh, it's called semenology. Yeah. Come on. What is going on here? <laughs> oh, my God. Not to be confused with Epic Vegan Quick and Easy, yeah, which you can find, which you could find on bookshelves uh, June first. But you can pre-order, correct? And there's some incentive. Yes, so you can pre-order the book now everywhere books are sold, and I beg you, please, to pre-order if that is in your life's journey to pre-order a delicious, easy vegan cookbook right now. If you pre-order the book, go to veganroadie.com, submit your proof of purchase, and you get a free ebook with epic extras, recipes that didn't quite fit into the book. Oh, amazing. Because sometimes it doesn't quite fit. Um, and where, where, where did they submit their pre-purchase? You take the proof of purchase and you can submit it at veganroadie.com. Right when you oh. get to the homepage at veganroadie.com, you can click on a thing and submit the receipt. The veganroadie.com. That was four times. I hope you're drunk by now. Ah! <laughs> oh my God, this has been so much fun catching up with you. I love these so much. 
You're a doll. You're a doll. It has been fun. Thank you. Anytime. So obviously you can go to theveganroadie.com to learn all about Dustin and everything that he does. Uh, you can go purchase or uh, pre-purchase his new book, Epic Vegan, Quick and Easy, wherever books are sold. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's you right. can go to his Instagram at theveganroadie um, to, you know, slide into his DMs. Do um, it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't Still? happened yet. I've slid into some people's DMs. I think you said that on the last time we chatted. No one has slid in yet. We're going to have no. to change that. Someone needs to slide on in. Yes, please do. It's been a long and lonely quarantine. <laughs> we are here for it. And as a caveat, they will, those photos will not be shared, but they will be shared in between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just as a disclaimer. Oh, my God, what a great day it's been. I don't want to say goodbye. Oh, me neither, but I really do appreciate you having me on, and I'm so glad your uh, podcast is so successful and keeps moving on up, my dear. Um, Yeah, all good things happening. Um, Folks out there, I keep mentioning the merch, right, because I need you to buy the merch to support a hoe here. <laughs> so that way... um. After you go buy Epic Vegan, quick and easy, though. That's more importante. So that way I can keep uh, producing all this uh, basically free, amazing content for y'all. And and leave him a review. Everyone, go leave the podcast a review. If you're not going to say it, I will. Leave this beautiful man a review. Yes, please go down as you're listening. If you haven't tuned out just yet after the Seaman Cookbook, hit the five <laughs> stars, hit the three stars, and leave a review. Why not? We are a good time other than that it's a beautiful day out there go out there get some exercise go get vaccinated i don't want to hear your opposing opinions because i don't care about it let's keep each other safe healthy and you know what let's come through oh and don't forget to send mama gladys happy birthday messages via my dms and with that I'm just going to say one more time a big thank you to Dustin Harder because I love him so much. And thank you all out there for listening to In Yo Mouth.